The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. What was that? I don't know. I just figured I'd just change it, it was up. Like you were kind of Jay Zing it or something. I All was, right. Everyone relax. <laughs> yeah, right. This is Tofop. Hey, Mike Hal, if you want to like sample that and put a bit of a, a beat behind it, don't. Bit of New Jack Swing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> New Jack Swing. What the fuck? I think it was early. I remember 90- New Jack City. The yeah, movie. yeah, but I think it's well early nineties R and B. I think was New Jack Swing. Really. Google that shit. I mean, that never, <laughs> that never caught on if that's really what it was. New Jack Swing. Yeah, I'm keen to know what New Jack Swing is. I am too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm very excited to know what New Jack Swing is. You know what? If we actually kind of prepared notes for our shows, we would save the trouble of Googling all this stuff live on air. How would we know what we wanted to... Lo- I mean, I, there was no fucking way in the world. About, what I want to talk about at the start is New Jack Swing. Good point. New Jack Swing, Wikipedia. How could you anticipate that question? I mean, could we get Wikipedia involved sponsoring this show? That's a lot of That's a great idea. That's a good, like, crossover where people wouldn't... Because we're always on Wikipedia But they take donations. They take donations anyway. We take donations. I know, but can't we have some of their donations? (laughs) (laughs) I think you eliminate people who want to use Wikipedia for, you know, actual learning. Uh, New Jack Swing or Swing Beat is a fusion genre spearheaded by Teddy Riley and Bernard Bell that became popular from the late 1980s into the early 1990s. Told you. New Jack Swing. There you go. Who are some pri- uh, primary examples? Uh, of New Jack Swing. Let's have a look. I'm going to guess like... Um... No, not Bobby Brown. Um, like... Um... Heavy D in the boys? Okay. The term New Jack Swing describes the sound produced and engineered by R&B hip-hop artist and producer Teddy Riley. Riley's an American R&B hip-hop singer, musician, and record producer. He led the band Guy in the late 1980s and then Black Street in the 1990s. You remember their big hit, Black Street's Black? Black Street's Black? The Black Street Boys. <laughs> you know, that Hey Hey It's Saturday... <laughs> Group that Harry Connick hated. Riley said, I define the term New Jack Swing as a new kid on the block who's swinging it. What? So it's not back Backstreet Boys, it's New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> a new kid on the block who's swinging it. Yeah, right. Uh, Which one? Donnie? Doesn't say. Or him. Jordan. I don't or know Joey. What... Yeah. Or John. Uh, the defining feature of Riley's music was the introduction of swing beats, a rhythmic pattern using offbeat accented 16th note triplets. Okay, that's I have a bit no too idea much. what that means. Music website vh1.com notes that while in the 2000s hip hop and R&B are kissing cousins, 
in the early 1980s, the two genres were seldom mentioned in the same breath. Right. Okay. So this is where your R&B and hip hop start to come together. Yeah, basically. that makes sense. Uh, in the 1980s, during the era of high top fades and parachute pants. Okay. Uh, producer Teddy Riley. <laughs> Odd <late> detail. I <laughs> know, oh, right? And they've both got click throughs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So they marketed mm-hmm. the two sounds together. That was New Jack Swing. Uh, rappers and singers didn't want anything to do with each other because singers were soft and rappers were street. Fuck, man. I remember those days. Yeah. Riley's new style blended. They used to be like vampires and werewolves. Right. But now they work together. Centuries old enemies. Yeah. Exactly. Rappers and singers. Right. It was essentially the twilight. My God. We should era. reboot Underworld. But instead, it's a world where singers are preyed upon by rappers. There's this ancient war that's been going on. Oh, hang on, Charlie. Okay. Riley, a 19-year-old kid from Harley, quickly became an A-list producer and commanded big fees to add his sound to major artist projects. The aesthetic of the culture also spread to mainstream white audiences through popular groups such as... Backstreet Boys. Oh, it all connects! (laughs) You can't see it right now, but we're in Will's office and we have bits of red wool stuck up around pins over boards. We've connected it all back. Hang on, it all makes sense. Yes. Backstreet Boys. Back. Back. All right. <laughs> I'm a new kid on the block, swinging to beats. Uh, according to the 2004 New Rolling Stone album guide, when Michael Jackson recorded his album Dangerous in 1991, he wanted to update his sound, so he replaced producer dangerous. Quincy Jones with ah. Riley. The girl is so dangerous. Ah. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to have been really big. Oh, here we go. No. Influences. Yeah. The 1989 film Ghostbusters 2 helped spring... New Jack Swing with its theme oh. song on our own by yeah. Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. I said that right. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, uh, Bobby Brown, who Called the was, Ghostbusters, who in was nicknamed what the King of New Jack Swing. I was fucking right. Charlie, See, right that's why you have to Jack. trust your instincts. I said, no, it's not Bobby Brown. It's like it was Bobby Brown. Uh, the NBC sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air also boosted the spread of this culture as the star of the show, Will Smith, was yep. known initially for his hip-hop duo right. with DJ Jazzy Jeff. Pause. Are you one of those people who knows the words to that so that show, The Fresh Prince? You know all those words? Uh, started off I feel, Can you remember? No, because this is the thing I feel like everyone I know knows it But me, yeah. I missed The Fresh Prince Did you watch it? Were you aware of it? I reckon if I started I might be able to uh, Now this is the story All about how my life got turned Upside down You know what okay. I'm talking about? I, I mean, I oh, know yeah. I What you're talking about Here we go Let's see what it is Now this is a story About how My, my life, life got, got flipped, flipped Turned upside, upside down, down. And I'd like to take a minute just to sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel-Air. This is like the worst slam poetry competition ever. In West Philadelphia, born and raised, on the playground was where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing. By the way, this was in the old days when fucking shows had time at the start for a minute and a half fucking theme song Backstory. Uh, I was rap. in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground was where I spent most of my days chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no, no good, good started making trouble in my neighborhood. neighborhood, I got in one little fight and my mum got scared. She said, you're moving with your uncle and your auntie to Bel Air. Auntie and uncle, I think actually. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me away. She gave me a kiss and she gave me my ticket. Ticket. I put, <laughs> I put on my Walkman and said, I'll I kick might it. as well kick it. Ah. 
Yeah, right. First class, yo, this is bad. Drink an orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? Hmm, this be all right. I don't remember that bit. <laughs> but wait, I hear they're prissy, bourgeois, bourgeois in a rap, all that. Is this the type of place just send this cool cat? I don't think so. I see when I get there. <laughs> I hope they're prepared for the Prince of Bel Air. Well, the plane. Oh my god, is this still going? I don't remember all this being in the this theme This is song. longer than Lord of the Rings. I feel like this is like the extra remix version or whatever. Well, they must have released it as a single. Well, the plane landed, and when I came out, there was a of the dude closet of the closet. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was a big twist they <laughs> put in there. Yeah, six degrees of separation. That's you know just a sequel saying. to the Fresh Prince the of Bel Air. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> That's what they called it back those days. They also called music New Jack Swing. Yeah, who knew? Uh, when the plane landed and I came out, there was a dude who looked like a cop standing there with my name out. I ain't trying to get arrested yet. I just got here. I sprang with the quickness like lightning disappeared. That's good. Well, like, that's this, is like, that's good this is like a whole fucking fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license plate said fresh and it had Dyson the mirror. Mirror? It rhymed near and mirror. Yeah, it's good. Mirror. And you pronounced it well. And the mirror. And the mirror. And the mirror, as in frankincense and mirror. mirror. Like, in my mirror. Like, mirror. America. Yeah, America. It's like, mirror. Like, chur. America. Uh, whistle for a cab and it came, mirror. The <laughs> license plate said fresh and the dice in the mirror. <laughs> if anything, I could say that this cab was rare. But I thought, now nah, forget it. Yo, home to Bel Air. I pulled to, up to the house about seven or eight and I yelled to the cabbie, Yo, home, smell you later. That's not nice. I looked at my kingdom. I was finally there to sit on my throne as the prince of Bel-Air. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful story. It is a beautiful story. I mean, story. he wasn't really sitting on a throne though. Like, I mean, he was, yeah, living. Wearing sneakers and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I never, but did you, were you a, a Fresh Prince fan? Yeah, I watched it. Like, I remember Fresh I missed Prince. it. It's, Car- it's, it's, there was it's, Carlton. That was his... I'm aware of it in the same way that, you know, all those kind of big pop culture things, you don't necessarily have seen them to know what it's about. But like people of my age love the Fresh Prince. Even like Gemma, who grew up in Scotland, watched the Fresh Prince and knows the words and stuff. And it's like, I was disappointed. I, feel like I missed something. I know we're going to talk about Suicide Squad next week because you haven't seen it yet. Uh, but the one thing, I, I was disappointed. I, I, I still think that Will Smith should make a rap song for every movie he's in. Yeah. Like, I don't care how serious the fucking movie is. I just want him to be like, I was out on the field and I didn't like rushing. Now I'm in this movie because I got concussion. <laughs> yeah. Like, and just dropping fucking Will Smith rhymes on every movie. But the problem is, how does Will Smith, notoriously PG Will Smith, release a song that repeatedly tells kid to suicide, suicide, squad, suicide, suicide, squad? It's a good point, actually. Yeah. He'd be like... Ring a hotline. Ring a hotline. <laughs> ring a hotline if you're considering a suicide squad. <laughs> suicide squad. Have you tried God? I um, was actually surprised when I heard they were making a suicide squad. And this may be as either shows how old I'm getting or how PC the world's getting. But I was surprised that a PG comic book film was allowed to be called Suicide Squad. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's no... I mean, I don't have a problem with it. But I imagine that other people would have. I mean, I guess it's probably pretty rare. Like, the thing about not discussing suicide on things, I and mean, if, by the way, if you are feeling uh, in a state, please, like, do seek some help. Um, a lifeline and numbers like that are readily available and use them if you need them. But um, the reason that you're not meant to talk about it on radio or TV and stuff is that, say, talking about suicide can kind of encourage people or trigger people, which 
there's mixed opinions on that if you if you read a lot about it. But let's just say, let's just assume that is true. I guess they think that the chances of somebody committing suicide by joining a renegade squad of metahumans to fight an evil that you know doesn't make any sense is probably low down the list of ways they'll do it. It's not do you know what ins- I mean? So it's not uh, instructive? No, it's like, hey, um, kid, are you thinking about getting an ability where you can set anything on fire and yeah. then being haunted by the death of your family and yeah. then... So Captain, no, no, you should be fine. Captain, should be Captain fine. Boomerang's not cutting his wrist with those really sharp boomerangs. Just with the boomerang, just yeah. cuts himself in the, the corner. The film goes for two minutes. It's like they all just kill themselves. By the way, that's how privileged we are as Australians, if you never think we're not privileged, is that we can watch a movie like uh, Suicide Squad and see a character like Captain Boomerang. If that was like an Asian character, yeah, be played with the same broad stereotypes, he'd be in a giant fucking rice hat and bowing over and going, oh, hello. You're, like that's how a, thickly it's played. It's a stereotype. Oh, the worst of Australian culture. The worst of Australian culture. He's Captain li- Boomerang. He's listening to 2GB. He votes Mate, national. Seriously, all he does is drink and steal shit. It's like, like... I mean, don't get me wrong. We drink a lot and we steal a lot of shit. I get it. Uh, yeah. What I was hoping, and I haven't seen it, yep. uh, you'd get with Suicide Squad. It sounds like it hasn't happened. Is what I have gotten with Stranger Tales. Do you remember back when we... Stranger Days? No, Stranger... It's it called Stranger, Ta- Stranger Dale, Tales? The Netflix series. Yeah. Stranger Tales. Oh, my God. Stranger, it's the, my, are you talking about uh, Stranger Things? Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Stranger, Stranger, are you talking about Stranger Danger? Stranger Things, yeah. Stranger Danger. I just finished it. Have you seen it all? No, I haven't seen it all. I've seen... Uh, I, I've seen, like, the first four or five episodes. Amy, yeah. I, like, because it's a... I've talked... Uh, Justin and I talked about this the other day, but... I described it as being like the, it's like the Avalanches album, yeah. right? It's like a TV show that is its own thing, but it's made up of like 300 different samples. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you if you can hear all the samples, it's hard to see the whole. Yeah. If you're like me, like an episode of The Simpsons, where you know there's always shit going on that you don't get because there's just so many fucking jokes on different levels. Mm. But they managed to do this thing where you can understand it on this just basic level. Yeah, I think it helps to not get every... Sam, like yeah. every joke, because if you're stopping down to get every single joke, you couldn't get carried along in the story. Yeah. And because that era is Amy's like favorite era of like, you know, so she's seen every fucking thing and read, yeah, the Stephen mm. King references they're making and the yeah. fucking John Carpenter and everything. She's only still seeing the samples and not the right. kind of the and music it's frustrating it's her? I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've been in really enjoying it. I understand that. I, I, I get that as well. In fact, I mean, I, we may go into spoiler territory. I don't really need to, but. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed with how it wraps up. Not because, you know, it's a solidly made show all the way through, but I just kind of felt like it didn't deliver on the premise. I loved it, right? but I was let down by the end because I felt like that I... It is very referential and stuff. And well, that's is- actually a tribute to a lot of uh, 80 movies where you were let down by the end. <laughs> that's actually a pastiche, a homage to other movies that didn't have good endings. Well, they it, it, it cribs, obviously, in its, its style, but it's very much, uh, you know, they've, they've shaped an original story. But I just kind of feel like it didn't... Maybe they're going to save it for the second series. I felt like there was further to go with the concept that either through Even budget Stranger or- Things? Yeah, That's even Stranger Things. Yeah. Well, I'm be interested to see what a second series will be because it seems to wrap up and it feels like, will the second series be a completely new story, new cast, like a Stephen King book or, you know, uh, like they do on American Horror Story, yeah. although they use the same cast. But I w- I'm not sure I want to see this story again. I don't know. I want to see an extension of, of these kids. I'm sure other people will feel differently because from what I've read 
and what my friends seem to like about it. It's all like, oh yeah, it's like the Goonies and it's that those four kids. But I feel now that I've seen the whole thing that, okay, well, that's cool. I want to see this this lens applied to a, another story within that kind of, you know, fantasy horror world. I like that, um, and Justin and I talked about this as well, but I like the fact that uh, Winona Ryder's back. Yeah. And I like the fact that I've always been on her side and I like the fact that I called my dog Winona before she was back. <laughs> Because I feel like now that's going to be cool yeah. again. But I yeah, got there'll be a lot of lot of people whose dogs are going to be called Eleven, or whose yeah. little girls going to be called Eleven. Uh, the thing I will say is, oh yeah, I got four or five episodes in, and because Amy wasn't loving it, I switched off, and I I could have just watched it by myself, and I yeah. haven't because I've got into another Netflix series which I am fucking loving. Mm. And it's called River. Do you know, have you heard no. of this? No. Like it was one of those things where. You know when you just like sometimes you just see an an actor that you like mm. and you just go okay I'm just Steven gonna... Seagal right and you just go well I'm just going to watch this because this will be quality because yeah. Steven Seagal never does anything that isn't quality yeah exactly and so uh, <laughs> uh, Stellan Skarsgård was in it and I really like him I mm. think he's a really good actor so uh, it's called River and I, I don't know who it's made by I don't need, not really know anything about it like River's Cuomo from um, Weezer it's about yeah it's about River Phoenix <laughs> yeah. and uh, Stellan Skarsgård plays an old River Phoenix as yeah. if River hadn't died and it's like actually that's not a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> it's an alternate universe thing yeah. where River Phoenix didn't die yeah. that night Johnny Depp died that's Stranger Things too that'll yeah. be the next series <laughs> <laughs> what if River Phoenix had lived uh, no, so he, River, he's a detective mm-hmm. and there's a woman in it who, who's in a TV show called Spooks that I loved. She's like a British actress. I assume it's like a British production, but uh, you're not quite sure. It's like set in like, you know, London and yeah, yeah but I assume it's British. And, um, but Stellan Skarsgård plays this late detective and this is not spoilers. This is all stuff you discover in the first episode. Um, at the start, you see him having this conversation with this woman and you later realize, like, it's revealed that this is, she's not alive. Um, she was his ex-partner mm. and she has been murdered. And essentially the show is around them trying to solve her murder. But at the same time, he finds more and more about her. Now, at the yeah. start, you think, well, what are these visions or whatever that he's having? Is this one of those detective shows where he's going to, you know, like a Hannibal or whatever, yeah. where he's got kind of visions of what happens? Yeah. But no. No, he's... What's his mental illness that makes him a great detective? That right. genre? Well, he's... Yeah, but but this one, and this is why I found it so interesting, is it is that genre, except his mental illness is a mental illness. Right. He has throughout his life, he talks to himself, but right. he's, he's talking to other people. Right. So he's not actually seeing a vision of his partner. It's his mind recreating his partner through his mental illness. Right? Sure. So what you see is when he finds out more things about her through the investigation of the case... He talks to her. Yeah, but she changes considerably. Oh, that's cool. And the idea is, like, there's often times where she's giving him information, but what you learn about during the show is, no, she wasn't. He, huh. That's him. That, oh, so you're seeing his... You're only seeing what he, he knows. Thinks. Yeah, right. He's that's not cool. getting any new information. So then when he knows something else, that person changes. That's like cool. It, oh, mate, it's so fascinating yeah, and right. so well told and that. really fucking compelling well I just, I just finished so Stranger, Stranger cool. Things I, yeah cool and then is it older no brand new oh, it's okay. a Netflix it's, it's actually Netflix it's a Netflix commission. original okay and uh, who's the girl uh, so the woman in it she's a the spooks girl yeah she's she, but she's not a girl she's like a woman. Well, older woman actress and uh, really good she played Ruth <laughs> that, I love that category at the Oscars older, older woman, woman actress. best older woman actress right, I'm gonna look it up now I might as well look it up now that we've gone this far I won't give too much away, but um, but what we did look up last night, we didn't look up the show or anything about it, but we looked up because we were like talking about, um, so Amy and I talking about uh, Stellan Skarsgård and then we're like, oh, 
yeah, Alexander Skarsgård, who's his kid, is really hot. Mm. Is, is I, Peter Skarsgård related to them? So, I, I, oh, I don't know. But, um, uh, so then we ended up looking up his kids. He's got six kids yeah, and they looking. are all fucking hot. Like four of them are actors, really? but they are all fucking hot. Like what's female, male? Like they're four boys and two girls, I think. And they look like the Von Trapps. Ah, or ridiculous. Or blonde? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, no, actually not all blonde. But uh, yeah, like that real... Who's I mean, his just, wife? Because I don't think Stellan Skarsgård is particularly like... He had... Well, he's got two different. Uh, uh, he had four kids with one and then two with another, I think. River is a six-part British television drama created and written by Abby Morgan. So it's written by a woman mm. uh, and starring Stellan Skarsgård and Nicola Walker is the name of uh, the... So I, it actually... it was a So it was a BBC One show that uh, showed internationally on Netflix. Right. So that's what it is. And it's uh, it's uh, really good. Uh, there's this guy, um, uh, Adil Akhtar, I guess that's who he is. Oh, he's an actor that, and his surname is Akhtar. Na- but also his first name is Ideal. Ideal Actor. Ideal Actor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when he's speaking to the production manager, they're like, so we need your name for your checks. And he's like... Uh, what, what, what are you? Ideal actor. What I love is because he's uh, he's got a Pakistani father and a Kenyan mother, like in real life, this guy. So I reckon he's just gone for a job. And they're like, what's your name? And he's like, ideal actor <laughs> for this situation. <laughs> uh, but he's one of those people that when you first see him, you're like, I don't really know who this actor is, but really compelling. Yeah. It's a really well acted show. I I, um, I really enjoyed it. So um I, I yeah, check it out. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> uh, we don't uh, have to talk about Suicide Squad this week, yeah. but what do you think, like ramification wise, the board at Warner Brothers DC, like it's not working, right? Now, not to stray into our other podcast territory, but if you're a football coach yeah. and you've been in the competition for two seasons, yeah. Both disastrous. Wouldn't you look at shaking things up? Yeah, and I think the problem is, if you want to use a football analogy, uh, it's the game plan, not the actual players. Yeah. Yeah, you've got quality fucking players in your lineup, but you are not... There's no method. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, we'll talk about it next time when you've seen the movie, but Suicide Squad, I've never seen a movie that was paced so badly. Mm. And I guess it's got to be because they went back and, you know, changed some things and put reshots and stuff and whatever, but it has... Like the first 20 minutes, I like tweeted afterwards. I said, Suicide Squad's an awesome movie because after mm. the first 20 minutes, you can go to the toilet whenever you want. Mm. And what I meant by that was there's literally nothing that happens in the rest of the movie that is in any sort of chronological order or need, you need to like have seen any bit of it. Just drop in, right. get a bit of a sense of it and then pop out again. Just a bunch of vignettes. Just a bunch of stuff. Like the first, I, I Justin and I had really different ideas about it because the first twenty minutes essentially they're setting you get a setup of each of the you know, the characters in the Suicide Squad basically, mm. and I quite liked that bit. Justin thought they should have just started the movie; they've already had a mission or two, and they're like in the squad, and you start and you do the whole movie. I would have actually fantastic forward this and being really awful. <laughs> no, they did that bit. I would have done. <laughs> At the, the thing that uh, you know, was one of the shittest things about the Fantastic Four was that um, it, right at the end of the movie, they essentially became the Fantastic Four. And you were like, oh, yeah, I'd actually see from here onwards, yeah. but all this shit you've just shown me is terrible. Whereas in this, the job they do of actually setting up the characters, I would have seen a whole movie almost of them telling the mini stories of each of them and then almost just release them from prison so and then had them do one mission. What is it with DC that they just are so impatient? Like they just... 
They can't. They they do that with Justice League. They do it with Suicide Squad. They have no patience in building their brand. I mean, this won't spoil anything. And this is like a classic example. They introduce a character in this, literally to kill him thirty seconds later. Right. Like the, they. Well, they Jimmy Olsen did. Yeah, but like at least they kind of like they basically. It's if they went, hey, Jimmy Olsen, then killed him. <laughs> like that's about the same amount of time. It's fucking crazy like yeah. it's one of the I, just because it'll be fun to watch out for it but it's the most it's like on the bachelor when they go to the rose ceremony and there's a girl you've never seen before and you're like you're probably not making it through this episode i'm sorry like that's what it's like with this character Terrible. yeah like even the red shirts on star trek would have been like dude you are fucked <laughs> so now i think the next film they've got coming out is wonder woman which suddenly puts a whole heap of pressure now it's the first time a film of that budget has been directed by a woman, so I'm sure all the comments will be clean, well-balanced. Did you see Ghostbusters? No. Oh, you haven't seen it? I don't really want to. No interest? No. Don't no. want your childhood ruined? No, I, I don't have issues with that. You're a I men's rights activist, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? Not, not just... all men, that's your handle on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag not all children. Return of the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just, uh, it doesn't look funny to me. I didn't like the trailers. I didn't, you know. I Having said that, all of Paul Feig's films, I've been like, I don't want to see that. And then I'll catch it on a plane or something and I'll it's like fun. it. I think you'll like it on a plane. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I, I enjoy I'll it. wait for the film to come to me. It's not a brilliant uh, film by any means, but I would argue, and this is controversial, but I don't think any of the Ghostbusters films are brilliant films. I think they're all, to varying degrees, entertaining films. But this kind of idea that, you, oh, you can't fucking ruin Ghostbusters, mate, Ghostbusters isn't that great. Ghostbusters yeah. is great because the idea of Ghostbusters is great mm. and you enjoyed like acting out Ghostbusters with your mates and whatever. And it's good enough. And the second one's fine, even. Mm. But this movie is easily as good as the second one and probably as good as the first one. I found it very entertaining. It's terribly plotted and there's yeah. some bits of it that like I really... But there's some really fucking entertaining things. And Chris Hemsworth, who got a couple of bad reviews for his performance in that, but oh my fucking God, I laughed like a fucking drain. Every time he was on screen, I just... he had It was out of sync with the rest of the movie and it was a real... Like it was kind of a real change of pace, but a genuine kind of standout comic performance. I yeah, loved right. it. I, I, I just got me excited for when he's going to play um, Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee for Charlie. I'm just like he's got all the skills. I, that was the only problem was he couldn't do the the humor. From what I hear, he's not interested in our Crocodile Dundee no, project. Uh, Paul Hogan is not interested in anyone's Crocodile Dundee well, yeah, project. Yeah, but as you know, it's my project. Has he heard that it's me? <laughs> I think that might be the reason. He's not Does he follow me on Twitter? Oh, hang on, oh, wrong podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, it's not. I, I don't have a particular problem with. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Like, you. Well, what the, about you've... it, Charlie? What about Crocodile Dundee? Crocodile Dundee starring. Well, who like Chris Hemsworth? But as, well, oh, as no. So as, you mean Buffalo Bronson? <laughs> yeah, not Buffalo though, because it's Australia. No, you get what a Buffalo in Australia, don't you? I mean, we want kangaroo. Like, yeah, kangaroo Jack. Jack. Oh, no. oh, oh, fucked ourselves. Damn it. Um, uh, Kookaburra, Kookaburra sits oh. in an old gum tree. Oh no, that's serious. Kookaburra's okay. Yeah, Kookaburra Cook- Ken. Kookaburra, Kookaburra Keith. Kookaburra. It's gonna be. I mean, Dundee's a funny name. It's gonna be like a like a uh, Kookaburra okay. Klingon. Kookaburra, Kookaburra Klinger. Kookaburra. No. Kookaburra Captain Boomerang. <laughs> no. Damn it. <laughs> or would you instead of Kookaburra like yeah. Roman, would it be a B? Kookaburra. Cookaburra Burns? 
Well, okay. Kookaburra so Barrett. Let's. Where does Dundee come from? What is Dundee? What Scottish is, town. Yeah, so a Scottish town. So what we need is like an Australian animal Kookaburra in a Scottish Edinburgh. town. That's how you. <laughs> that's that's how you come up with it. It's like your porn name or yeah. whatever. You, yeah. You come. You've got to take the name of an Australian animal and the name of a Scottish town, town and okay. combine them. Wallaby. So, Wallaby Court. No, it's the island. Wallaby. Wallaby Glasgow. <laughs> Koala Aberdeen. <laughs> Um, 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 uh, platypus Kelso. <laughs> I love that you had to think for so long, saying that your wife is from Scotland. I know. I was trying to think of the town she's from. Kelso. <laughs> well, maybe we need an original Australian kind. Of, I mean, maybe, maybe an Australian town. Maybe instead of us, Wallaby um, One Thaggy. <laughs> No? All right, maybe not. Possum packing a mupper. <laughs> What's packing a mupper? Packing a mupper is a place. Where is that? In Australia. Okay. <laughs> if, you, pa- if, if you say so. <laughs> it's on the way uh, to my place. Is it near Pakapunyal? No. It's it's, oh, it's like on the way. It's, so I guess it's like. Say it again. Gippsland. Is it a. Pa- Packenham. Packenham. Yeah, Packenham Upper. So is it two words? Packenham Upper? Yeah. Like. Uh, you upper know. Packenham. Why don't they call it Upper Packingham? Because it's funnier to say Packingham Upper. It sounds like, yep. Yeah, Packingham Upper. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think. Did they have a footy team? Oh, man, that's <laughs> all they would have copped, right? Guys just waving like ham hocks at them over the fence, <laughs> miming sticking up each other's bums. Packingham, Packingham Upper. <laughs> Packingham Upper. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, uh, uh, this is the wrong podcast for us to look up Packingham Upper football team, but. Uh, we're going to... Packenham Upper. Well, there's a Packenham in Melbourne, right? But they say Packenham, not Packenham. Well, no, that's Packenham, but that's what it... I was... Is it Packenham Upper? I was... Yeah, Packenham Upper. <laughs> oh, that's what you said It that. is the one. That's the same one we're talking okay. about. Okay, so... I was Packen... <laughs> Packenham so Upper. There's a Packenham Upper Junior Football Team. <laughs> okay. So. so let's go down to their games and wave some ham at them. <laughs> Packing them up. They don't actually run out through a banner. They just run out through a giant slice of ham. <laughs> Two slices. Just with the slit down the middle. <laughs> they get those ones with the olives pushed in the middle of them. Oh, man. All right. Uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> that was funny. You sat back with the fight. You're just like, oh, God. Packing them up. I felt like we got as far as we could. That was why I sat back. I think I was like, that's probably done. That roof. All right. What else? I uh, bought a new car. Oh, yeah, I saw. Like, and so how much did you have to pay George Miller? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty Mad Max, the yeah. new car. It's a Ute. It's a 1972 Kingswood Ute because Amy's uh, car, Amy was a, her car, uh, the... I'm so bad with like things engine that are... parts. Like engine parts, but the something timing chain. Bell. The timing chain. Timing bells. Uh, broke. Yeah. And uh, it, it tried to rip through the engine yeah. and it ripped out. And so the brakes and the steering failed while she was driving. So anyway, the car's a write-off. Um, but, you know, she's alive, so that's the good news. Uh, so we had to get a new car because I don't have a car because, you know, I like to drink during the day. And uh, so that was our only car and we got the dogs and stuff. So uh, we've been car shopping and she's been like online trying to look for secondhand cars. And I'm a bit broke at the moment. So we had a budget, it's fair to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And no we, Bentleys? No. Like I was like... Look, I can't really afford twenty thousand dollars, but we could probably find twenty thousand dollars, and um, so that was our. And we found one that was twenty one thousand dollars. So I have not fully paid for it yet. But 
<laughs> Sometime this week. As you're uh, walking around kicking the tires, you're like, uh, hey, uh, you like jokes? Right, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll tell you $5,000 worth of jokes. I should have actually said that to him. That's yeah. actually a fucking good deal. He had a plumbing business. I could have done the Christmas party. <laughs> yes. Why don't you? Oh, my God. Why did I think about this just now? I could have just gone, look, 15 and I'll play you Christmas fun. <laughs> I'll do 20. No, and that's really half of the price I'd normally charge. Like, this is a good deal. I start putting that in carsales.com.au. <laughs> so it's a V8? Yeah, V8. Manual. You. Scary. Every, every time I've and given a V8 and you put your foot down, it's like, oh my God. Oh, it goes. Do you like, get, a, do you get a, a bit of a bit of movement? No. So the, the great thing about it is it was... Um, the guy who has been rebuilding it, it hasn't been like his daily driver or anything like that. He, it's been his passion project. They found the shell and they've kind of rebuilt the shell and then really kind of rebuilt the frame of the car. So it's, they've done a really good job and it's like, it's... <sighs> oh, that's a great idea. Great marketing idea. We just were talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah. When you think about Ghostbusters, you've got the Ecto-1. Right. You just bought the Tofop mobile. Oh my God. We just fucking trick it out. We just get like a siren on top. We put it like a Tofop decal on the side. Pimp my ute. Yes. Yes. Tofop themed though. We get Exhibit down. Yeah. Throw Get Exhibit and James Fosdyke in a room together yeah. throwing around some ideas. They're like Exhibit comes out and pops a bit and he's like, Yo, Charlie, I heard you like halloumi. We're looking here. It's a grill. Grilling halloumi 24-7. And I'm like, oh my God, wow. Thanks, Exhibit. I didn't even know we were filming this today. <laughs> It's like, you're not. You hit your head. This is a hallucination. You've got about 15 minutes to live. It's a terrifying exhibit. Tofop, the story of Charlie starts seeing Exhibit and having conversations with him. I'm not even here. You're just talking to Exhibit. Um, maybe that's an idea. Pimp my podcast. And you can like surprise podcasts. Because we can podcast in the back. We could actually get oh, like... fuck that is... Do you know what I mean? Amy, I'm sorry. You're going to have to find another car. Will, you're going to have to find another 20 grand because that is ours now. Right. And then we could go the around. mobile. And we could like do a podcast. To no one who wants it. On the back. <laughs> Nothing for everyone. We just pull into Bondi Beach. Summer In summer, we just roll up. We get oh. in the tray in the back, big speakers. We just oh. start fucking doing live toe fops. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Ferris Bueller meets one of those things that used to play through town and tell you what was on at the cinemas. Yeah, like, like the Blues Brothers. Yeah, like the, the, the Blues Brothers. Right, except it's us doing a podcast. Yes. Like like ACDC on the back of the yes. truck playing in Melbourne, but it's us on the back of the ute. So we need Amy. Amy needs to drive the ute. Yeah, of course. So we, we've got to keep talking. her involved in this. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be, do you reckon they'll have to change noise pollution laws off the back of us oh, doing our national tour? Man, like I would just like to say my new ute uh, is great, but I apologize to my neighbors because <laughs> like I can't, I won't be able to take that ute to the shops in the morning to no. get a coffee or anything because it's going to wake up the neighborhood. It's yeah, fucking. Right. Like, there's a guy in our street who's just bought this brand new Tesla and I've just brought a V8 fucking ute. <laughs> Because, you know, if no one else is going to do anything about the environment, then fuck it. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's cool, though. But, yeah. It is a cool it's car. It's got, um, as you, it's got the, the skull uh, in the stick shift. manual. So it's got the stick shift and it's got the skull on top. But then also uh, on the windows, the on the door locks, yeah. they've got skulls, skulls on them as well. Yeah. So it's just basic black. And then just fucking skulls. It really does look like something from Death Proof or Mad Yeah, well, we'll just, awesome. we'll just carve those off and put up some Tofop bobbleheads, you and I, on each of the pegs. Is there any chance, Charlie, if yeah. we want to do it with the Tofop mobile, we do go that Mad Max way and we get George Miller involved? Like, yes. You know what I mean? Amy does.
does, you know, uh, production design. Production design. Yeah. We get George as a collab on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to kind of mad max up our things. Like, yeah, this is our version oh, yeah. of the dude playing guitar, yeah. like at the front of the thing. So he like, maybe we, That's I'm having to spray better. silver on our face before we do yeah. the fucking podcast. That's even you know? better. We get heaps of speakers like right. the Doof Warrior. You right. and I both get red jumpsuits yeah. and we hang ourselves from bungee cords. <laughs> on either side of As it. we go down the right. street podcasting podcast. live. <laughs> That would be awesome. Like, you know, we, we always talk about like, oh, you know, do we want to grow the podcast? Yeah. Like, you know, do we, do we need to publicize it more? I'm a bit weird about doing that. That I'm into. Right. Yeah, if that's... you called me and said, Charlie, come around, we've tricked it up. Right. Speakers, bungee cords, red jumpsuits. I'm in. Yeah. That's... Except what would we have? Not a flaming guitar. It would be like a flaming microphone, I guess. Yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah, but that oh, be... I think we'd find something else to flame, actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... Knowing us, we probably set fire to the mics we're actually using. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this is not a special event. We literally, I don't know what happened. We plugged them into the wrong side. To be honest, I think it's the friction between this cord and my Lycra suit that you have me in. I think it's rubbing a little. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, but that was interesting because like, you know, I'm not uh, the hugest, as you know, like the car expert. No. And, but when you're going down to one of those situations where you're like going down to to see- You get intimidated? I do a little bit. I gotta say, I do. Amy's pretty good though, because she knows all the stuff and and she's good with cars. And mm. she'd done a big briefing with her mechanic about like what she was looking for and asking all her friends and you about cars. She'd done good research, mm. and then we did put his mechanic on the phone to our mechanic. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Like, do you know when you like? Is there like a? Do, are they? Are they, are they, more... are they like, once you guys are off the line, they're like, right. hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. You know, I'll give yeah. you a fucking six pack if you just fucking kick the tires and give it a tick. And he's like, sure, buddy. And yeah. High five the secret mechanic handshake. <laughs> it's true. I have the same feeling whenever I talk to mechanic, like whenever I've had the same mechanic for eight years right. and he's so, he speaks to me like I'm an idiot. And he's so like, I just trust him because like, there's none of that kind of superiority thing with him. He doesn't make me feel bad for not knowing right. why my car is not working. He just explains it. And he very kindly, you know, tells me that because it was a European car, it's going to cost me about four times the value of the car to replace that thing that I have. Um, we got rid of that car just recently. We traded. He's been saying for six years, this is a complete money pit. Just trade it in for something that's made in Asia. There's lots of parts for it. It won't cost you anything to service. And finally, we succumbed. We got the sensible car and I love it. Like, I can't tell you what it's like to have a car that it just works. works yeah, and it's comfortable and it's got like, you know, a ra- I haven't had a radio for three years. I've, radio, I've started re- air conditioning. You know how I've always said I don't, I don't understand. Heater. I don't I know music. I'm not a music guy. The reason is I haven't had a radio, radio. for fucking four yeah. years. I've heard like bands going, "Oh, I like that. What is this thing called? Rock and or roll?" <laughs> but last time I had a radio was New Jack Swing. <laughs> you know, that's true though, roughly. So it's yeah. I just I I don't know what we were denying ourselves for so long. I think no. I mean, there's something about so. You know, modern cars are great because they work. Mm. Old cars are great because... They look cool. They look cool and they have character and you feel like... And, you know, like it's one of those things where you're like... I mean, I know when I buy a car that is two years older than I am, Charlie, I don't work. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't work. I wouldn't drive me. I wouldn't buy me. But I bought a car that's two years older than me because there's... You know, you're like, oh, no, I mean... I mean, sentimental. I'd like to have a U. Yeah. A Kingswood. It feels pretty fucking Aussie to <laughs> no, be honest. No, it does. Like the the last Ute got made in Australia like this week or something, and mm. I bought a Ute in Australia this week. It feels like because the Ute too for our international listeners, there it's an Australian invention. The Ute. Yeah. 
you know, it's like it's like a kind of station wagon they cut the back off. It's Call not it quite a pickup, a pickup truck. truck, but it's not quite a pickup truck. No, because a pickup truck is kind of more like your, a truck. Yeah, like a this truck. Is a car with a tray. Whereas in your back. Ute is just like a it's car the with version. a tray. Mate, you don't need all that shit. And it's old just school take your car and chop the back off. It's got one of those things. It's got one of those like you know covers that you just like loop around the hooks. Yeah, the tarp cover. Yeah, yeah. That's useless. But that's what I've got now. Something that does no security at all. No, we yeah we have we've had old cars all the way leading up to to getting this car, and I you know there is something there. You develop a, a strange kind of affection for your car. Like you right. can't help but anthropomorphize it in a way. Like you know, you know we always name our cars, and you have relationships, and they have their quirks and stuff. But when you establish that relationship, there's also the fucking guilt. Like when I traded our car in, I couldn't look at it when I left the car park. Like I right. went in, handed the keys over and walked out and walked the opposite direction because I didn't want to have to walk past it because yeah. I felt like I was leaving Junior, you know, at the vets or something right. like that. That's exactly what it's like. It's like the dog that knows it's going to the vet. Yeah. Go, no, no, no. Oh, particularly. Why are we driving this way today, Charlie? The age... Oh, no, no. This is the way we're just going to that <laughs> shop I like. Hang yeah. on. Why are we pulling in here? Yeah. The age of our car and the condition it was in they're not reconditioning it and putting it, you know, it's not getting shiny new wheels. Right. That thing is getting cannibalized. It's not going to a farm where it can live. No, it is cars. being laid on a slab and it is being dismembered as people stand around it and cackle. Yeah, that, that's what we were sad about, about the shark, Amy's Mercedes, because that was such a great old car. And it was such a great old car and it saved her life in the end, you know, mm. even though it, you know, also threatened her life. Yeah. <laughs> it was a complex relationship. But, you know, yeah, they're not going to be able to do anything with that car. I don't imagine someone's going to put a new engine in it because it was enough of it was going downhill anyway. So it'd be sad. Gemma had a, an old uh, Celica that was um, that was on its, on its knees and we were making music videos at the time. And we we're like, well, we've got a budget. Why don't we just fucking set it off fire, set it on fire, and drive it off a cliff and film it? Because right. that's a fucking rock and roll ending. That's, that's how your, I'd like to go Thelma out. That's and Louise. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's how I planned it for you to go out. <laughs> as soon as you start coughing, I'm gonna light you on fire <laughs> and push you off, off the gap. Because <laughs> he said it's what he wanted. You've got my permission. He said it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It was like he just he had a cold. It was like. <laughs> Yeah, he had, a, he had a chocolate almond stuck in his yeah, throat. Yeah, he literally had a chocolate almond. He <laughs> ate three chocolate almonds in a go and you lit him on fire and pushed <laughs> him off the gut. We couldn't do that, but what we uh, were able to do was um, uh, we took it to this car wreckers. And yeah. so we had this whole concept behind this music video that's like this, you know, post. Uh, funnily enough, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Sure. So we um, took it to a mechanics and had them just modify it and we filmed all the things. So they like, like cut the roof off and basically turned it into a convertible. And right. then production designer came in and mad maxed it up. So then, you know, we drove around for two days and we filmed it and, you know, the band ran it and stuff. And then in the end, we had to take it to the wreckers. But it was a, it was a fond farewell because we'd had that one last weekend together, you know, right. and we really felt we put flowers in its hair and we sent it off in style. We love you, car, and now you've been immortalized. It was like that thing that Dave Anthony uh, posted about the 90-year-old guy who'd been arrested for prostitution. Did no, you see no, that? I didn't see that. So Dave posted this article that, you know, and it was awesome because the 90-year-old guy was just like, I'm 90. I don't care. <laughs> Is that really? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, right? He's about to die. Let him pay for sex if he wants to, if it's his money. Yeah, like, right. he didn't steal it off anyone. If he earned his own money, then let him do whatever he wants with it. What uh, What were the circumstances behind oh, his I can, arrest? I can look it up if you would like. Oh, can you do that? What is this? Uh, Google? <laughs> it's uh, called the internet, Charlie. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a World Wide Web. Uh, it's been around for ages. And uh, Do you remember when it was the information superhighway? Do you yeah. remember when you'd surf the net? Yeah. People don't surf the net anymore. Why not? They Google. That is a good point. Why, Why don't we they? surf the net? Come on, guys. Surf the net. We're oldest people yeah, in the world. Yeah, fucking hell. You know, surf the net, guys. 
We don't want to sound like squares or nothing. Right. But why isn't anyone surfing the net? Oh, hang on. Why is he not under... He must be under something else. What's he... What is he... Oh, he probably shouldn't say it out loud if it's private. Um, let's see if I can fucking find it. Um, this is Dave Anthony Link. Yeah. Sorry, he's not... Mike Hal, you can put some elevator music in. Yeah. Now. Uh, all right, here we go. This is from Cosmopolitan. Uh, the smoking gun reports on a 90-year-old Massachusetts man who well was done. arrested for soliciting a prostitute after he told police that the woman stole jewelry from him after he paid for a hundred dollars. Paid a hundred dollars for a sex act. The man in question is Nicholas Salerno, who, when informed criminal charges might be brought against him, responded with, "I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm 90 years old, for Christ's sake." <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I just got a glimpse into your future. I don't think it's even 90. I think you're going to start using that in about seven years. The whole police report from uh, blah, blah, blah. Salerno reportedly turned over the name of the sex worker who visited him in June for a sexual encounter. He says he got her info from a friend who paid a girl $100 for a blowjob and his friend added that the lady would do it for him too. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, Salerno says that he paid the woman $100 for the blowjob, but when she left, she took a gold chain with her. The same chain later showed up at a local porn shop. Yeah. Oh, Isn't go. it insane in America that... Prostitution is illegal, but, but guns aren't? But or, or that porn is legal. Like, you can pay people to have sex if you're filming it and distributing it, but not if it's in the privacy of your own home. Uh, okay. Here's the thing that I would say is, yeah, that's so fucking weird. Like, it's so fucking weird that someone can get paid, or two people can get paid. I think that's probably the loophole, right? That they're both getting paid. Yeah. But surely some guys would be paying, like the point of view porn, where a guy, a girl comes around to visit a guy and they have sex. That's essentially solicitation and prostitution. Yeah, but I mean, those—they're both probably getting no. He's paid. Not, but if it's your business, you're the just say you're the porn producer. Yeah, guy. but you're still getting paid because you get like a because like, you're creating because you're, you're, because you're creating an income, income from, from the situation. So you've got look. An income we don't want in. you guys to fuck. We just want you to make money. So basically, what we're saying is capitalism wins out over their fucking puritism. That's yeah. basically what it is, America, right? So that's what you got to do in these prostitution situations. You've firstly got to film it. You've got to film it all time, and secondly. Like, you've got to give her, say, 120 bucks and she gives you 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Still kind of evens out at 100 yeah. But then it's like you're both being paid. Oh, no, no, we're just filming a porno. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> not a lawyer. World's, need to wor- point out, world's worst defendant. World's worst. <laughs> yeah, not a lawyer. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, like, you know, the sex industry is such a... I, I, it's so... I mean, the, I, clearly there's got to be a bunch of situations where... For people in the sex industry, it's not, you know, a good job and they're not in good situations. But, you know, you've also got to you go, well, if there are people who, you know, for whatever reason, you know, are adults and want to make that decision to do that. I find, you know, I, I find it hard to draw the line between, you know, I sell people my time. I do by the hour, mm. you know. Like less, you know, but come and pay 50 bucks and for an hour, I'll pretend that, yeah. you, you know, you are the most entertaining people in the world and I will try to entertain you in that hour with all the tricks I have, you know, just because I don't touch them, is it any lesser, like, you know, I transaction? Don't, I, don't, I don't really think no, so. No, I think, I feel like we're at this period right now where there is this kind of moralism that was entrenched in society, right. say, 50 years ago. And, you know, that's what I kind of think 
part of that the sort of Trump reaction is it's like these old values of how things should be and what is right and what is wrong and it's 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 the old guard refusing to let go and and I think of course it's ridiculous like if it's it's the same thing for drugs you know why should an an adult have to justify to you something that they're doing to themselves right you know two consenting yeah. adults yeah there's a difference and I always say this is like there's a difference between like somebody like having a whole bunch of drugs and then going out in the street and punching someone or having a whole bunch of drugs and getting in their car and driving because mm. they're things that affect other people mm. right and i appreciate that you can draw lines in the same way as we do with drinking you're mm. allowed to drink but don't get in your car after you've had a certain amount of drinks and drive like mm. that's that's the law that all makes sense mm -hmm. should be the same with drugs i don't understand why it, i mean it's a it's a rule that makes no sense particularly the weed one where yeah. it's like it's been proved on a myriad of different factors that it's yeah it can be medicinal it can be legal it can be better for you than alcohol like it's mm. just you know well i i mean it's the old thing isn't it? it's competing interests but right. it's, oh, it's competing interests, but also with weed, I, the thing I always love is like when they talk about the idea of like, you know, that they'll be able to use it medicinally, but they'll come up with a way of taking the, the, yeah, the fun bit out of it. <laughs> and I'm like, why? They're sick. Like, yeah, like they're sick, but also any like, drug, if it was also fun, like as well as healing yeah, you, why are you making why it, why you making it like thing? school? <laughs> yeah. The medicine has to be like taste horrible. And yeah. be bad. No, yeah. no. Sometimes it can be a vitamin fucking gummy bear, my friend. Yeah. How come protein powder can taste good, but medicine tastes bad? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Fuck that shit. <laughs> anyway, I'm Will Ems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, I, 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 I sense that there's this, uh, this moralism that, you know, it's kind of what the conservative commentators build their, entire argument on like right. you know andrew bolts what does he call them always it's always about barbarianism yeah. you know like what the fuck are you talking about can you use a more outdated reference like it might as well reference something from lord of the rings with the amount of relevance it has yeah uh, it's one of those things where i i mean look i guess it's truly hard. we are barbarians it's hard for people to move on i get that like change is scary to us all mm. and we will get to a point where we like it, it moves too fast for us and we'll start to complain about how yeah. things weren't like how they were. In they already time. are. Well, right. like you and I, we've missed it. Like we don't, we're no longer in charge. There's other people with bigger ideas who take, we've found our niche. Right. But you can't be angry at what like 20 year olds are wanting to do with their world. They get their shot. You right. know, we had our chance to, to shape it. Yeah. And, we've probably and, we, got and we chose to make smartphones instead. Oh, I mean, we didn't. I got a lot of things I need to Google. We just looked at shit on smartphones. <laughs> yeah. We just looked up shit on the internet and talked shit. That's yeah. what we did with our time. Yeah. We had our shot and we squandered it. So yeah. let them have a go. Yeah. Maybe they'll fix it. We had everything. We were the luckiest of all generations and we pissed it up against the wall. We've ruined the fucking world through relentless fucking consumerism. There's too many fucking people. The environment's fucked. Like our selfishness and our self-absorption has led to so many fucking problems around the world. Like mixed with a bunch of great things and successes as well. But fuck it. Let another generation have a go. Yeah. You know, if they've got ideas and they, they you know, let them. That's how life works. You the thing that we all fear is that like it's that reason that we start to talk about the next generation to be shit because here's the thing we've always known it's never more shit mm. it's always better mm. like that's the story of humanity like we are constantly evolving even like in our brains like this generation is smarter literally IQ points smarter than we were like that's how it happens mm. so they are smarter than us. They will be better than us. And we will resist it eventually and get fucking mad about it. Yeah, and then we'll just visit prostitutes at the age of 90. And say, I'm fucking 90! <laughs> get the fuck out of here! If I make it to 90, seriously, I'm going to seasonally adjust that. 70. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, let's right. wrap it up. We have to do a, a shorter episode today because uh, we're both we're busy motherfuckers, we man. Busy. We're not businessmen. We're business. We're busy mans. We're not businessmen. We're busy men. We're, we're busy men. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you like the podcast, please uh, go to our Patreon page and donate any amount you yeah. choose from, from one dollar to nine hundred sixty-five trillion and seventy-five billion quasorts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quasort sure. is a no, no. made-up currency. Yeah, currency. <laughs> sure. But I that's feel- what I'm saying, Will. Yeah. You can donate as much as you can dream. Right. Whatever you can think up. Um. But uh, yeah, it's a good way to to help us uh, uh uh get the show made. If it wasn't for the show, we wouldn't have our super producer Mike Hal. Yep. We wouldn't have James Fosdyke's amazing artwork. Oh my God! And by the way, on the Patreon uh, site, if you are on the ten dollar level, you get a regular fortnightly uh, uh comic strip comic shit strip. which reminds me i haven't uploaded this one so i'll do it when i get home <laughs> and it's fucking amazing yeah like, and- every time james is like i think this is my favorite yeah? yeah and i really have to stop referring to it as a three panel comic strip because yeah. this one's got about fucking 90 panels yeah the one coming up in two weeks which is the one he sent us yesterday is my favorite yeah. like i i've reread it like three times because he's just done such a fucking great job i actually had to he emailed us and i had to email back saying fantastic did we actually have this conversation? Because <laughs> I couldn't remember it. Yeah, it's it's he's so amazing, and you know, by supporting us, you support him in turn. And the artwork is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like we, the 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 content of the of the art, the inspiration behind the art is is, is merely like you know the, the the thing that gets it started. He, it's so great. Like Gemma, who's an artist herself, was just marveling over how like his style and how he captures our, our likeness but also creates a, his own unique thing it's just I couldn't be fucking more proud yeah it's really fucking great so um, also we're going to the LA Podcast Festival uh, yep. in September so uh, we will be there I believe on the Saturday at 2 o'clock that seems to be our slot at the moment but you can watch the live stream go to the LA Podcast Festival uh, site uh, click on the live stream you can watch all the shows from the festival live on the live stream but also three weeks later they're all archived so uh, you can go through all the shows I always sign up every year it's a great thing because you get to you know catch all the shows there's heaps of really interesting things you might discover some new shows you haven't listened to before and a lot of it can be visual so it's really good to get the live stream and be able to watch along and you know see what is going on if you put in the code TOFOP T-O-F-O-P uh, you get $5 off we get $7 Cha-ching! Cha-ching! you can't yeah. see it right now but we're dancing in our underwear and big fucking gold chains Yeah, money's I mean, raining down on us yeah as long as we don't mention the fact that we've had to pay for flights to LA <laughs> yeah. as long as we don't include that yeah. we're making fucking sweet <laughs> coin otherwise. so if you could sign up to that, uh, if you could support the podcast that way, that's a way where you get great value, but also, uh, you know, you support us in return. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Is that right. it? I think that's it. Okay. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs> Mike Hall. Yeah, Toe fop. Toe fop. Toe fop. Toe fop. Will. Clamp. Charlie.